while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Monday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include an update on a couple of large fights at St. Louis Park High School, the one-year anniversary of a landmark Supreme Court decision, and we're about 24 hours away from Joe Maurer possibly entering the Hall of Fame. But we begin with the New Hampshire presidential primary tomorrow, and Minnesota 3rd District Congressman Dean Phillips is among the 21 names on the Democratic Party ballot. Even though Dean Phillips says he'd consider being the no-labels nominee as a third-party candidate, he knows there's only one way to beat Donald Trump in November. The data, in all likelihood, does not support anything but being a Democrat taking on Donald Trump, and that's what I am, a lifelong Democrat been a Democrat in Congress, supporting Democrats my whole life, and I intend to win the Democratic nomination. That is the best way to defeat Donald Trump, in my estimation, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Phillips telling Steve Simpson on the WCCO Morning News that the No Labels Party is trying to get Republicans and Democrats to work together. He also says gaining 20% of the vote in New Hampshire would be a success, and that no matter what happens there tomorrow, he will continue his campaign. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Students are back in school at St. Louis Park High School after two fights broke out on Friday, forcing the school to cancel classes. There's video of the fight that broke out in the hallway of the high school on Friday where you can see students hitting one another. The school district says to make sure everyone is safe coming back, they have added additional levels of security and have closed campus, which means seniors who would normally be allowed to go to lunch must stay inside. Two women were arrested but have not been charged. The school superintendent is expected to address the issue at a school board meeting tomorrow night. Al Shock, Newstock A3O-WCCO. We're now about 24 hours from learning who is in the new class of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Minnesota Twins great Joe Maurer will learn Tuesday whether or not he's a first ballot Hall of Famer as a result of year's Baseball Hall of Fame election when they're revealed. Maurer joining Vanita Sakar on the morning news. I'm kind of in a situation where it's a hurry up and wait. Um, you know, there's nothing that I can do or or say to, uh, to sway votes or anything like that. So we're just kind of hurry up and waiting to, and I'm, you're definitely uh, curious to see what will uh, unfold on, on Tuesday. The voting will be announced at 5 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. An update on the death of a woman in southern Minnesota last year. Here's Mark Fry. Attorneys for a Winona man accused of killing Madeline Kingsbury and then hiding her body last year have filed to have a first-degree murder charge dropped and for the trial to be moved out of Winona County. Adam Fravel was arrested last June after Kingsbury's body was found near Mabel in Fillmore County. His attorneys argue Fravel won't receive a fair trial due to media coverage. Fravel faces first- and second-degree murder charges. That trial expected to get underway next month. And a five-year-old girl is dead following a Saturday night crash in Lake Elmo. State Patrol says the girl is identified as Morgan Peterson. She was inside of a stalled car that was hit from behind on Highway 36. She was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries and later died. A 10-year-old boy and the 43-year-old man driving the stalled vehicle suffered less serious injuries. The 47-year-old man who was driving the other vehicle suffered non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to Regions Hospital in St. Paul. Al Shock, News Talk A3O, WCCO. The first stage of the Stone Arch Bridge reconstruction project begins today. Crews will use an inspection truck to measure stones that have been holding up the historic structure 
for more than a century. MnDOT's Jesse Johnson says this early work won't block off the bridge completely. People will still be able to cross, although it's going to be a little bit more narrow to cross with the truck being um, there. And so we just want to let people know that, you know, they need to follow any signs or any directions that our crews might give them um, just to keep safe while they're doing the work. He says the real work for the bridge begins in the spring. Crews will start replacing worn out mortar and broken stones. The bridge was commissioned by legendary railroad magnate James J. Hill and first opened in 1883. It is now owned by MnDOT and managed by the Minneapolis Park Board. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Graduate students at the University of Minnesota Duluth are testing potential cancer-fighting drugs with the help of a new startup company. Pharmaceutical sciences professor Venkatram Moretti has been leading his students in this work for several years to develop a drug that can shrink pancreatic and breast cancer cells. Right now, it's between 25 potential medications. Moretti says while he's proud of the work they're doing, it doesn't come without a cost. It can fail at any stage. Then obviously it cannot be marketed. So that means that all the time, like 10 to 15 years that you have invested, to take one drug to the clinic, it may cost $1 billion, sometimes it may cost $2 billion. But he says no matter how long the trials may take, working to benefit those fighting cancer is worth it. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Today marks 51 years since the Supreme Court's landmark Roe v. Wade decision. Governor Walls, speaking late last week, said abortion is a key topic among voters headed into the 2024 presidential election. It doesn't matter if you're running in a rural statehouse race. This issue is important to women in that district and to others. So I, I think it's, uh, I don't think you have to be a statewide candidate to stand on this issue of freedom. Walls says clinics bordering Iowa and the Dakotas have been the busiest after Minnesota cemented the right to abortion and other reproductive health care last year. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is taking steps to protect people from falling victim to a very real phone scam. Tim Nelson joined the senator at a press conference over the weekend where he described what happened to him when he got a call from his son who was overseas in the military. It was my son's voice and he said, Mom, Dad, can you hear me? in just very obvious distress, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. He says the call dropped, but before he called back, he looked into it further and decided against it. This kind of scam is happening more and more. It's taking as little as three seconds of a sample voice to be able to recreate this, and people all around the country are reporting it. He says Klobuchar is working on legislation that would let law enforcement go after these companies that are scamming people out of a lot of money. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A celebration in Minneapolis Sunday for a man wrongly convicted of murder. Marvin Haynes was just 17 years old when he went to prison for the 2004 shooting death of Randy Shearer. Haynes was released last month after a judge overturned that conviction. Family and friends gathered in Minneapolis yesterday to celebrate Haynes' freedom. He told WCCO Television that he has a job and plans to tell his story. I got a lot of things I want to do. I want to help the other people that I know that's wrongly convicted in there. I want to um, do a book about my story. You know what I mean? I absolutely want to do that. And, um, yeah, just inspire people. Haynes plans to file a wrongful conviction suit against the state of Minnesota and Hennepin County. Al Shock, Newstock A3O, WCCO. Life outdoors got a little more tolerable starting today, but that's just the beginning. The extreme cold has made its way out of Minnesota as WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas says El Nino kicks in once again. 30s this week, 40s next week. Most of the snow in your yard will be gone by the end of the week. I know there isn't much coating to an inch for most of us. That will go quick. 
quickly, and then the sun's energy can go into heating the air. And I see 30s this week, 40s next week. Paul says 50 is possible next week if the sun eventually comes out. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. And finally today, check those uncashed lottery tickets. Two million dollar Minnesota millionaire raffle tickets sold in Delano and another in Dundas haven't been claimed nearly three weeks after their drawings. $13 million in lottery prizes went unclaimed in Minnesota last year, with that money going back into the state's general fund. Al Shock, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 on the go. You can find each day's on the go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.